Welcome back. I'm Ian Masters and this is Background Briefing, available 24-7 at backgroundbriefing.org. And joining us now is Adele Stan, an independent journalist who is a longtime chronicler of the right wing of American politics, a winner of the Hillman Prize in Opinion and Analysis Journalism. Her work has appeared in Mother Jones, The Nation, The American Prospect, as well as the op-ed pages of The New York Times, The Los Angeles Times, and she has an article at The New Republic, CPAC 2024, This Year America, Tomorrow the World. Welcome to Background Briefing, Adele Stan. Great to be with you, Ian. So, Adele, your, the title of your article is undoubtedly a reference to Hitler's infamous boast, uh, Gest in Deutschland, heute Europa, morgen die Welt. So, <laughs> and there's no doubt that it's appropriate in your coverage of CPAC because there were Nazis at CPAC giving the Hitler salute. And uh, yeah, it, needless, needless to say, there's a lot to talk about in terms of uh, what Bannon and company were up to. So was there more than well, a whiff of fascism? Of piece, yeah. yeah, more than a whiff, indeed. I mean, and it's all of a piece. I mean, you've got to remember that Bannon um, was, uh, you know, very um, excited about the whole Charlottesville escapade, right? I mean, you know, and there were real Nazis there, too. You know, it's. Uh, Steve Bannon has, you know, it's been his project for some time now uh, to try to bust up all of the governance institutions of the West, of the Western world. Um, and, you know, of course, in the United States government as well. And, you know, there, there was just flat out talk against democracy at this event um, at, at CPAC and various uh, fora there. And, Right now, he and the whole event was almost a cover. It seemed almost a cover for a gathering of these right-wing authoritarian leaders and and would-be leaders, um, you know, throughout the world. And on Wednesday night, there was this conference uh, where Bannon presided over a gathering called CPAC's International Summit. And there he was with a former UK prime minister, obviously an undistinguished one, Hungary's ambassador <laughs> to the US, Argentina's security minister, the heads of uh, CPAC in, uh, in Japan, Australia and Hungary, and also, of course, the head of CPAC, Chairman Matt Schlapp, with his wife Mercedes, who apparently, uh, I don't know whether she's concerned about the lawsuit against her husband for sexually assaulting a young man, but... Um, not showing it. Not showing it. <laughs> you know, well, she's probably she instructed to show it. the opposite. <laughs> so it's amazing, isn't it? And this homophobic party, you know, the champion of the, uh, the right wing. I mean, there's more than one accusation, by the way, against him from his attempts to seduce young men. But um, yes, yes, but that's but this is the lawsuit that was um, actually. Uh, a member of his CPAC staff was served with a subpoena that very day, the same day as that inter so-called international summit, um, it, because of some uh, shredding activity that took place in um, in the CPAC offices, allegedly having to do with uh, with the this lawsuit. Um, so um, it, it, it was just, and of course Wayne Lapierre was, you know, in a courtroom. <laughs> in New York that day, um, the the former uh, executive director of the National Rifle Association, which used to be a huge um, sponsor of CPAC, um, and there wasn't even a leaflet with their insignia on it to be found. 
at this thing. Well, it does seem, though, that what you had there was Trump's government in waiting with Bannon and Rick Grinnell, the former disastrous acting new National Security Council advisor and ambassador to Germany. Um, right. And I mean, KT McFarlane, who was there. Um, I didn't get them all listed in my piece, but she was the former uh, deputy national security advisor. And there was a former ambassador to Denmark. And uh, and then, you know, um, and and they said as much about Bannon said as much. I, I don't know if it's Bannon or Schlapp said as much about Rick Grinnell. Well, that, you know, he would be a really great secretary of state, don't you think? Yeah. Mm, not not. Uh... Um, Jared Kushner? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there'll be some special, special carve-out job for Jared, just as uh, there always has been. Of course, of course. <laughs> well, he's probably going to put up the half a billion to bail out his father-in-law, right? <laughs> or, get, or get his friends in uh, Saudi Arabia to do so. Well, but, exactly. But uh, some of the video I saw of CPAC, uh, I, I did see Bannon, where he turned to you guys in the press and said, I'm talking mm-hmm. to you, you know, in this kind of yeah. mafia way. And he said, Trump won in 2020. Get that into your heads. And then he started right. to chant, Trump won, Trump won, Trump won. Right. I mean, it's scary to look into the eyes of somebody that is lying and knows he's lying, but He's lying like Goebbels lied. There's a purpose. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. He's very strategic and purposeful. doesn't mean that he doesn't screw up sometimes, right? And it doesn't mean that just because he's not the great man of history, he thinks he is, that he isn't dangerous. He's profoundly dangerous. And now he has, and now this show, this CPAC show, which is still a big show, uh, despite its, you know, uh, you know, falling into some disrepute. Uh, he's really, he's really got a lot of control over it um, because Schlapp is so weakened by these accusations we discussed, right? So, uh, so he needs Bannon, and Schlapp has also always been part of this internationalist project, um, though you know less deeply than Bannon. And so you have this perfect situation where you have this infrastructure for this conference that used to draw thousands of people um and they kept the infrastructure so you have this big stage set and great production values on the live stream and fabulous lighting and 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 then you have uh along the you have a radio what what used to be called a radio row but of course there's also video sets podcast sets all that kind of thing uh lining the halls and none of it's mainstream media and, you know, and Bannon makes a point of saying we don't need the legacy media anymore because they're, crea- they're crafting all of the videos out of all of these speeches. The, the conference is a cover for this convening of global fascists. Um, I'm sure, you know, it's all tax exempt, the, the, the airfares and all that stuff because CPAC is a nonprofit. And, you know, it's just a, a grift upon fascist grift. But it has this sort of international uh, feel to it because you've got Brazil's Bolsonaro's son, you've got a president of, of Spain's far-right Vox Party, you've got the leader of El Salvador and you know, Millet from Argentina. I mean, uh, yep. it's kind of a who's who, isn't it? It is. A rogues gallery, whatever you want to call it, right? But um, 
it truly is, you know, kind of a who's who of the, of the global right. And, you know, I could only focus on but so much. And, and I really made it my mission to look at this particular aspect of CPAC because it's not getting a lot of coverage. You know, the, 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 the domestically understandable kind of fascism is, but sort of the, this whole global project is not. Um, but, you know, you also heard from the stage, like, calls to rain hellfire missiles down on Latin America. This is supposed to be the people who don't want to end forever wars in Ukraine, right? Um, but uh, to, 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 to kill the cartel, that's what we should be doing. Um, Tommy Moran, a former ICE official, I believe he was, he, he called for that. Um, and I forget who else. It was a, another, another a former Trump official, I believe. I mean, and then the anti-trans rhetoric throughout the whole thing um, was just, you know, really horrific uh, because immigrants, migrants and, and, and trans people, the most voiceless people, right, in, in America. So, yeah. So I guess they couldn't invite uh, their hero, Vladimir Putin, right, because he has an <laughs> arrest warrant out <laughs> from the International Criminal Court. And they made a show, and and, and Putin, aided by Putin, of of kind of distancing themselves from Putin, right? Because you got to remember, this happened the week that Navalny was killed, um, the the Russian dissident, uh, Putin's only true rival. Uh, he was he died in a Russian prison, and a few days before that, um, Putin was uh, was looking at Trump's antics, I'm sure. And uh, taking cue from Trump's uh, comments um, the prior week about NATO and and how uh, he, you know he thinks Russia should go and have its way with any NATO member that's not quote unquote paying up, which isn't exactly how it works. But anyway, um, uh, then you know Putin came out uh, in an in interview with Russian television saying, "Oh well, he'd really prefer Joe Biden as president." You know, he really preferred right. Joe Biden because well, he's more predictable. That's Putin being smart. And that's a though, wink, wink, nod, nod. Yeah, right? Well, no, obviously yeah. he's not going to say, I want Donald Trump. That would not help Donald Trump. So, Right, right, exactly. And he knows that people who, who you know, voters, the, 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 the less informed voters who are just going to, you know, who vote every four years, don't know a whole lot of things. They know they don't like Putin. Putin has a, a 90% disapproval rating among all American citizens. So he knows they don't like Putin. Um, so anyway, so that that was crazy. And so they passed this resolution at this international summit where they, they condemned the police tactics of um, Xi uh, China's Xi of, um, of Lula da Silva in Brazil and um, Putin and Biden, yeah. So, um, hmm. so it was really it's 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 crazy land, you know. It's crazy land. But at the same time, you have J.D. Vance on the stage, Senator J.D. Vance, uh, saying um, that why should we be worried about a border conflict six thousand miles away, referring to Ukraine when we have a conflict on our own border? Yeah. So this is this is what this is. And and outright outright uh, dismissal of democracy, um, uh, coming from one of uh, Bannon's uh, associates, Jack Posobiec, coming from the stage in the form of CPEC Hungary's uh, uh, Miklos uh, Janto. Um, you know, 
it really does boggle the mind. And because it's so strange and weird and exhausting, you know, legacy media are not paying attention to this. When they come to CPAC, it's to see Trump, it's to see the elected officials, you know, play the campaign game, and that's it. Right. Well, I don't think you're the only journalist who's covering the, the Trump's government in waiting because that's who they are, right? I mean, they're, they're already ready to hit the ground running, aren't they? Bannon and, uh, and Grinnell and all these creeps, Cash Patel, all, the whole, sorry. Yeah, he was crew. on the stage too, yeah. Yep, uh, and, they, and they, 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 you know, contend they're going to be able to push 3,000 civil servants out of, out of their jobs and replace them with their own people on like day one. And Trump yeah. had signed an executive order to that effect before he left office. Um, but Biden had rescinded it. Right. So. And Stephen Miller, of course, is, is planning on these concentration camps. So, Oh, my gosh, yes. And I'm sure he's had his hand in that uh, Heritage Foundation 2025 project, which is all about finding the right people for all those positions. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, the only good news, and I did talk to a reporter the other day during the conference, that it was lackluster compared to earlier ones. So maybe there's less of a bite and more of a bark with the, the MAGA crowd. What do you think? I think that the, that if you look at the conference, if you judge the conference as on its success as a conference, you're missing the point. I think you're missing the point. The, like I said, the infrastructure of the conference has been appropriated for other projects. So... You know, it doesn't matter if the room is full because the live stream looks great. And then you can slice and dice all of that video and use it for all kinds of purposes. And you have cover to convene all of these international uh, thugs by, you know, uh, offering them speaking slots. Um, so I think that CPAC as it used to be, yes, that that, that is gone and it... Uh, and it's probably not coming back in that form. But is CPAC as it exists now in its diminished form still a powerful vehicle for the far right and even further right than it used to be? Indeed it is. So I would be careful about the lens or the frame through which we look at the apparently sorry state of CPAC. So we can't take comfort in thinking that the looming clouds of American fascism are not uh, being swept away by the disinfectant of sunlight. This is really a clear and present <laughs> no. danger. I, absolutely, because you've got to remember, fascists don't win by being a majority, you know? That's not how it works. You know, it, 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 people get swept along with, with what they feel is a trend or tide or disinformation. Um, these people cheat if <laughs> they don't they, they have no conscience of norms so uh so it's so they remain a danger as long as they're willing to break all these norms and say all these things out in public well that's clear that the entire gop of which of course have been captured by donald trump would rather uh, cheat than compete yeah yeah and and you know i mean it's not as if there's an you know it's not as if there's not been reporting. It's just that there seems to be a lack of indignation um, among the general population and even among journalists. I mean, I think um, I think people are exhausted. 
Right. Well, just in closing, the, you know, the Trump-Russia story is where the journalists are, are AWOL because they think it's an old story. And, yeah, you know, right. Bill, Bill Barr managed to sidetrack the Mueller report. And, God, how can't you notice <laughs> Trump's fealty to Putin? His statements against NATO, uh, now we're finding out, of course, that the whole basis of the House GOP's impeachment against Biden and his son Hunter is based upon Russian intelligence. Russian intelligence, indeed. Indeed. I mean, and none of this has ever been a big secret. I mean, people have been writing about, like, all all of the the Russian mob that occupied uh, Trump Tower, you know, before his presidency. I mean, all these ties... uh, are are so evident, um, and the the media, the legacy media, the mainstream media, are very easily cowed, you know, by being called mean names, you know, whether it's being called anti-religious because they cover the religious right, or you know, whatever it is, you know, being being called alarmist because they use the word fascist to describe fascist. I mean, <laughs> to call a lie a lie, all of that. Um, the the mainstream media are easily cowed, and you know it's it's a capitalist corporate structure, so it's always going to be an appeal to the broadest possible audience. If you're looking for your news from legacy media, now that used to be a common, those used to be commonly held stories based on commonly held facts, which they no longer are, and that makes things even worse. I'm so well, cheerful. I'm so well, sorry. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, nevertheless. For, uh, I appreciate it, Adele. It's always good to be with you, Ian. Thanks for having me. And I've been speaking with Adele Stan, an independent journalist who is a longtime chronicler of the right wing of U.S. politics, a winner of the Hillman Prize for Opinions and Analysis Journalism. Her work has appeared in Mother Jones, The Nation, The American Prospect, as well as on the op-ed pages of the New York Times and the Los Angeles Times. And she has an article at the New Republic, CPAC 2024, This Year, America, Tomorrow, the World. This has been Background Briefing. I'm Ian Masters, and I'd like to thank producer Graham Fitzgibbon and assistant producer Evan Green to help us sustain this program into the future and ensure it remains free to all. Please take a moment to support us by going to backgroundbriefing.org slash donate or publictruthmedia.org where you will find our non-profit Public Truth Media Foundation where your tax-deductible donations, large and small, keep us broadcasting. And if you've missed any of today's programs or would like to explore our vast archives, you can find us at backgroundbriefing.org, where we include extended interviews searchable by topic and have made it easy for you to sign up for daily email updates that provide links to resources, articles, and books discussed on the program. Also, you can find links there to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and we encourage your ratings and reviews on these platforms. Find us on Twitter and Facebook at Ian Masters Media. And please do help us reach more listeners by sharing this program with friends, family and colleagues. And I'll be back again tomorrow with another background briefing. Bye for now. The guy that lived next door in 305.